is the Lifted Life Podcast. We created this show to help you live a lifted life. Welcome to episode 139. Today, we're going to figure out how to hone the superpower of focus. First of all, as soon as you told me you were going to use the word hone, Mm -hmm. I was like, this is going to go south. (laughs) It's going to go sour. Why? I don't know. I just had a feeling you were going to get the word wrong. It was going to sound No, I like hone because everyone has this ability. You're born with this ability. It is the thing that makes you human is the ability to focus. To focus your attention specifically on something you want, something you don't want. That is what you may need help with is how to hone that, how to sharpen that, how to really pay attention to what you're focusing on. Right. I had written down harness and I thought Mm. that was pretty good, but hone works too. I actually was just telling my sister that I'm really intrigued when a word choice comes up. We talked about practicing restraint and then I said, is it constraint or restraint? Mm. And I'm pretty sure it was restraint was the proper word for what I meant. And I told her basically when you're a podcast host, you got to know your words. Or the husband of Sylvia. You got to know your words. <laughs> and if you don't know your words, that's okay. Let's look it up. Let's mm-hmm. look it up and see which is the best word. As Mark Twain said, use the right word, not its cousin. Nice. Yeah, that's what he said. Okay, so today we're talking about honing the superpower of focus. Our ability to focus is uniquely human. We can think mm-hmm. back to our past. We can bring our awareness to the present moment and we can drift forward into the future. And as far as we know for sure, humans do this either uniquely or at least better so than any of the other animal species. And there may be a time and place for that not being so useful, (laughs) which animals do not do. (laughs) That's true. Because dogs, for instance, Uh we have a couple of them Mm -hmm. and they're always teaching us to be here, be now. Yep. Be happy. They're present machines. Yeah. They're not like, oh, I should have taken that job offer. <laughs> oh, what if that happens again? Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem like they do that. They're not planning their future. They're just. We have a puppy that thinks it's really fun to pretend like I want to come inside, bark like I really need to get inside. And then when you open the door, she runs downstairs and hides thinks it's hilarious jets away turns around and looks back with a dog smile it infuriates us (laughs) well we have neighbors and the dog barking sometimes that's the problem more than anything or if you're really ready to go to bed and she's like this is the game (laughs) or it's four in the morning she wakes you up i need to go out and then won't come in yeah but she doesn't need to go out she wanted to play and you're a sucker (laughs) okay (laughs) my point is that um no matter how mad we get at her she doesn't remember it and doesn't care. Where <laughs> you that serious mom face that you uh, everything gets all tight and crazy. Oh shoot! So, I'm pretty sure she's not thinking. Man, I don't. They're gonna be mad at me tomorrow. Yeah. So in some ways, this is a superpower, mm-hmm. and in some ways, it's our kryptonite. True. But the cool thing is, is that you can hone it and harness it. True. You can get better and better. You can practice bringing yourself into the present moment if that's where you'd like to be you could spend some time uh, reflecting on the past lessons learned uh, reflection on growth uh, all of those things and of course you can look forward and say what would i like more of tomorrow or this next year and so i think that as humans that unique ability to be able to practice and get better at where we place our attention and our focus 
is the coolest thing. It's like something that I think everybody should devote 20 minutes to a day. And I use mm-hmm. that word should. I don't even love the word should. Here lately, if I'm following on someone on social media and they say, you should blank, mm-hmm. you know me, Tim. Okay. Well, no, I agree with you. I-, I say, don't tell me what to do. So should is, I'm using that word loosely. We could, we could all spend about 20 minutes a day practicing what we put our attention on, what we place our focus on. It is a superpower. Okay. Here's the thing. So you use example should, and I agree with you. I mean, okay. It's nice when someone says you should do something, but what you should do is, um, what you can do, what you can do is figure out if it's useful for you. Listen to what they're saying and say, is, could I find value in that? If I tried that or even better, instead of, from my perspective, instead of me saying you should do this, I can share an example or we can share an example of how this worked for us. I think that's the power of journaling is Mm -hmm. I will vibe up in my journal, which basically means list out my appreciations, um, Mm -hmm. reflect on what I'm so glad I did bless the day based on, um, different accomplishments or celebrations. Like that is how one way that I, personally harness the superpower of my attention is by writing it down and revisiting Mm -hmm. it. Just last night I was flipping through Louise Hay's uh, book, you can heal your life. And she said, she highly recommends spending, um, saying, I can't remember what she said, spending five minutes to say at least 20 times. I approve of myself. I approve of myself. And later in the book, she said, by now I know you've incorporated saying, I approve of myself at least 20 times a day because you've seen the value in it. I, Mm. I trust Mm -hmm. that you're doing that. Now I want you to do this. I love myself, therefore, and fill in the blank and practice that affirmation for 20 times at least. That's an example of her giving a utility of this is a technique that I use and here's how it's helped me. And the listener can say, I can see that. Or maybe they don't. If they don't, don't do it. Right. And she shares that you can do it in written form. You can sing it. You Mm. can chant it. You can just say it over and over in your mind. But it's a really cool example of harnessing the superpower of your focus, putting into your subconscious the exact message that you want. And sometimes mm-hmm. it's not super complicated. It's not, it doesn't have to be, I'm wildly lucratively, lucratively? That's the right word, yeah. I don't think, I don't trust Lucrative. You. Lucratively uh, successful. And it doesn't have to be such a an outlandish statement. It can sometimes be something so simple that I I approve of myself. And then because of that affirmation, it sinks into your psyche and you're able to show up in a whole nother way. It's funny how different we are. I I see what you're saying and I definitely agree with that technique, but I feel like from my perspective, it's always, maybe not always, it's often, um, I'm already down the path of things aren't working. Like, and I'm irritated with something that's not working and it's easy for me to get out of that easier for me to get out of that would to go back and say, what are you focusing on? Mm-hmm. Like what, what have you been looking at the last two hours, 12 hours, whatever. And it's never what I wa- want. It's what I don't want. Mm. So that's easy to make that pivot there and say, well, focus on the other. And it's not always easy to make the pivot, but I know what to do. At least I know it's time to focus somewhere else. It reminds me of the compass analogy that Mm -hmm. how you're feeling right now is like a compass pointing you back to what you've been thinking about, Mm -hmm. which is essentially 
your attention and your focus. What yep. have you put your attention and focus on? Point of attraction. Yes. Yeah. What have you, where have you placed your thoughts? Mm-hmm. Is it on something you don't want? Is it something that scares you or frustrates you? Because you're getting exactly what you're focusing on. Or is it something that pleases you? Is it something mm-hmm. that excites you? Can you tell the difference on how you feel based on taking a look back? And I feel like really when you begin to trust that your feelings are a compass, if you really trust that your feelings yeah. are a compass, it means that it'll show you what you've been thinking and believing. Mm-hmm. Now, just thinking it alone won't work. So I always like to say, I'm not about thinking positively. It's not about thinking positively. It really is about what you believe about yourself, though. And sometimes it's positive, sometimes it's not as positive. But what you truly believe about yourself in the world that will dictate how you feel, how you show up, and your point of attraction. Also, I've heard it kind of explained in a similar way, saying that your current reality is a residue or the past or the result of how you've been thinking the last 30 days. So I know as we describe this, it sounds like you should get the results immediately. 30 days feels very arbitrary. It too long. Yeah. No, it just feels like... Well, it's like Abraham saying it takes seven minutes, 17 seconds, 17 seconds 68 like 68 seconds. Who knows where that time came from? But as a framework, um, 30 ish days, 30 ish days, which lets you know, you can flip your whole point of attraction within 30 days. That feels good. Yeah. I like, um, I'm more, I like fast paced action. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like 68 seconds or whatever the shorter, like in the time it takes to think a new thought. Right. You've shifted your point of view. I guess I'm talking about momentum because yeah. once you're going in a certain way, it might take 30 days to shift your momentum. Yes. That's kind of where I was going with that. And I think it's good to have like milestones. It's so true that we're kind of doing it this way because when it comes to business goals, mm-hmm. I have big goals that are exciting and you have way bigger ones. And I'm like, but don't you see we have to get to mine first? And then you're like, yeah, but don't you see that we're going to, I don't know what your point of view is. What do you always say? Um, you're gonna, why not? Sh- I'm, I'm trying to think who to give it credit to, but I can't think. So I'll, I'll just have to take say, the I'll tell yeah, I'll take the credit. <laughs> um, generally, uh, the idea is that you get what you, what you focus on, what you, what you want. So if you pick a small goal, you'll get it and you'll get it in the time frame that you want. So if you pick a very large goal, you will also get that goal. So, but so what you and why, I both why shoot short, I guess. is Large is an opinion based on. So yeah. I think it's more important. How do you feel when you set the goal? How do you feel when you think about that number of growth? Okay, maybe put this a different way. If you think of something like the famous like 10x, if you think of something 2x, you pretty much are just going to double what you're doing. If you focus on a 10x growth, you can't double. It's 10 times. And most generally, you will break the habit of what you're doing and yes. do something totally different because 10x is huge. That's There's no way you can do 10 times the work you're doing, so you have to do something bigger. Totally different than what you've been so doing. that's the premise of why I it's get such it. a big goal. I get it. And I also believe, too, that how you feel when you set the goal matters just as much, if not more. Yeah, and I always kind of coach myself saying that the reason that you're doing this really big goal is to break the habits and build new ones that, that do big things. And also a way of, um, I guess, you know, something big to focus on, but at the same time, um, if you fall short, that's okay. Right. Like like the, the goal goal is not to hit it 
that number exactly or whatever that is. It's to really find that growth and break out of your habits. Yeah. I think what's interesting that I heard you say is to do something totally different, so big, like Mm -hmm. a different way of being. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is what's interesting because for me, it's not always about the most money I can make, the most sales, the most customers I can acquire. It is very much about my lifestyle and my way of being as I do it. So if it required me to do X, Y, and Z to create this big goal, but that's not who I want to be, then it feels very much like a failure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, The thing about money though is it's very easy easy to measure Mm -hmm. and it's very easy to see come in. Versus a feeling of success or something. Yeah. But like you said, what kind of person would you have to be to have that kind of money? And if that person you really respect, aspire to be, want to be, um, you become that person to get that money. So I understand like someone like just sitting around, like I want to make trillions of dollars or whatever that, that doesn't make you a good person because you have a trillion dollars. No. But in your mind, if a trillionaire is this, I'm using a crazy number because everyone has different scales of numbers. Um, if, in your mind, if a trillionaire is the most humble, nice person, blah, blah, and all those things you want to be money is a nice measurement of how close you are on your way to that path. That's a weird way to say it. That's how I look at it. (laughs) I just think more and more about it. It is important. It's helpful to Mm -hmm. see it as who is it? Who do I become when I set this goal? Yep. Um, and kind of bringing it back to honing the superpower of our focus Mm -hmm. is, um, connecting to the feeling of how you want to feel and the outcome that you maybe have a goal or a dream or a desire and you're wanting to lean into that more and more and use your attention to get to that goal. Um, how you feel along the way is just as important as how you feel when you get there. That's my idea of success is feeling the, the joy now feeling it on the way. That's how I know I'm on the right path. Um, with my focus and my attention. Mm -hmm. Oh, I think dinner's here. (laughs) I just realized before we started the show, I was talking to my brother and he was asking if we started recording the show yet. And I said, no, we haven't started. And he's like, well, can you do a topic on cryptocurrency? He said that? Yeah. Which makes me believe he doesn't listen to our show. (laughs) (laughs) But I was trying to think how to incorporate crypto into um, this. And I have, well, I've got it. I haven't got no way. I do. It's right here. You've been listening to crypto information through a podcast mm-hmm. in your free time. Mm-hmm. Why do you do that? Mm, why do I do that? I like to learn. I like to learn new things. Um, I'd like to say I like to learn complicated things, but I get kind of irritated when I learn complicated things because I feel dumb. Like I don't know, but when I finally master it, then I feel good. So I like to listen to them because a, I'm really interested in cryptocurrency on many levels, even like literally how it works like in the computer to all the way up to the whole concept of what cryptocurrency is. So that covers those podcasts usually cover both. Can you see how, when you listen to cryptocurrency podcasts and you're Mm -hmm. learning about them, Mm -hmm. you're placing your attention on something that interests you. Mm -hmm. So it ties together perfectly that you listen to information and knowledge about that subject Mm -hmm. because it helps you feel the way you want to feel because you're putting your attention on something that feels within your realm of concern, connection and advancement. Mm -hmm. You feel like if I learn more about this, then I can create something different. Yeah. It's very much connected to 
honing your superpower of attention because when we listen to something that inspires us or motivates us, I go to YouTube and I type in teachings of Abraham. It gives me a boost. Mm -hmm. I know that it's going to intentionally place my thought patterns on something that I prefer versus if I say turn on the news or scroll Facebook, I'm putting myself in jeopardy in a vulnerable place that may or may not inspire me. It may trigger me. It may frustrate me. It may exhaust me. It may sadden me. And that's not anyone else's fault. It's simply what I'm putting my attention and awareness on. So I think that crypto is a really good example of something that you give your attention to because of the way it makes you feel that you're learning, that you're expanding and you're growing. And I think that's the coolest thing about our focus is that when we do place it intentionally somewhere, we can create, we can learn, we can grow versus when we place it on something that maybe is not quite as useful. It's petty. It's in the lower realm of talking about, um, people or events. Um, as the saying goes, great minds discuss ideas. And I think that cryptocurrency is a really cool idea. I feel like I have to put the disclaimer. We don't give financial, financial advice, advice, uh, tax advice, or even, um, medical advice, medical advice, consult your doctor or your Do we give life advice? I'd like to say that we give (laughs) examples of how we live our Mm -hmm. life and things we find useful Mm -hmm. and you decide if that's advice or not. Yeah. No advice. Just, we're just talking here. We're just talking here. (laughs) This episode has been brought to you by our four mood probiotics. We are leading the revolution with the gut brain connection support of mood probiotics. If you haven't already check those out on Amazon, walmart.com or our very own shop. That is shop.liftednaturals.com. Thanks for listening this week. We're going to wrap it up and go see if the food's here. Take care. Mm